Hey world, it's your girl, Miss Leah Renee, aka VH1 Leah, and I'm chilling with my boo when you listening to Branded After Dark. We got something real classic for you tonight. What's good, people? Your man Branded in the house tonight on this edition of Branded After Dark. You know how we do it. We do it not only for the ladies, but for the music historians, the people that know about music history, but really want to hear it, see it, taste it, whatever it is, whatever you want to do, do it for yourselves. And you can do it for two hours right here as we lock you in with not just music history, but music education at the same time. And um, when I listen to this song right here by the originals, I, I it, you know, a lot of people know the originals was most deaf called Motown's Best Kept Secret. Um with a lot of classic tracks, the tracks that the track that you just heard, "Baby on For Real," which has been, I guess you could say, uh, duplicated multiple times from multiple artists, and a lot of that is in appreciation for what was actually put down and done by the originals. And during the late '60s, '70s, a lot of people can be able to be able to vibe with the artists and the group. Like we have, you don't have to be, or you definitely didn't have to be born in those uh, decades to be able to appreciate good music, um, because it's still being played today, and that's a lot of music history. And I got one of the one of the men right here live tonight on Branded After Dark to talk to me a little bit about that. So we got Mr. Dylan Gorman in the house of the originals on Branded After Dark. What's up, man? You got it, my brother. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. First, I gotta thank you for um for calling in, hanging out with me for a little while. And I mean, you know, you hear tracks like that 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 was put down a long time ago, and 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 to still have its relevance today. I mean, it's got to be a good feeling that you're a product from uh, of that of that culture back then, and and how it is now, right? Definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, originally, you know, no pun intended, but uh, originally that is my dad's group. Um, he was one of the original members of the group. Um, yep. And, you know, and obviously all the other guys and stuff like that. So it's, but it's, I've been around it all my life. So, right. you know, uh, after that, I, I was born shortly after that and being in the studio with them countless times. And so the, the history and the feeling and the vibe of that, the essence of real music, yes. I'm definitely a product of that. And I think it's important to um, show our appreciation to music that was put down. And like you said, I mean, your, your dad, major, major factor in into the group. And, I mean, you know, back then, can you, I mean, yeah, I understand it was Motown's best-kept secret, but, you know, when people hear the name, the originals, they, they, they know it for the history, but it's like, to me, I've always saw the group as the, the, the diamonds in the rough, like, you know, the, the ones that they don't really talk about that much but appreciate a whole heck of a lot. So, I mean, back yeah. then, with, with all the groups and the, and the dynamics that went around a lot of the groups back then, um, from what you've seen and heard, how was that adjustment to the, the competitive nature back then? Was it, was it all for one, one for all, or everybody had its place back then? Well, well, from 
talking and listening. Well, first of all, listening to my dad all these years mm-hmm. and listening with him or to him uh, and uh, Barry Gordy and even Smokey and a lot because dad, uh, Smokey, uh, my play on uh, Janie Bradford, uh, Smokey ex-wife, uh, Claudette Robinson of uh, the Miracles. It was a small portion of them that went back before it was Motown, technically Motown Records, when it was still um, when Anna's sister Anna had a record label, Anna Records, and so Dad went back way back then with them. So it was a more of a family affair situation where it was some to help the other person. So if somebody needed hand claps on something, you'd see. Otis Williams, you know, come in there and do some hand claps for the Supremes mm-hmm. and, and some of the other people do stuff like that. It was more of a, a unity to help somebody else to get a hit or get on because right. it was a family affair situation. It did change when Motown moved to California. Mm-hmm. That shift, it, it, it changed the dynamics of the unity. Uh, you didn't have the closeness like they used to have, like, we would have um, uh, picnics together, uh, right. different parties. I mean, you would have uh, Eddie Kendricks, you know, call people over to his house. We all come over there, the kids, all of us, everybody, same thing with Marvin, or we all go to uh, the, the Gordy Mansion or something like that. It was more of a mm-hmm. unity, but once it came out to California, it became technically a corporation where it was not the same. So, and and, and that's back. interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting mm-hmm. because when when you do, I mean, Motown is it was that machine. It's it's you know, Hitsville, USA. Like everybody yeah. know the 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 historic place that Motown will forever be. And it and it get it, it to me to this day. I'll never understand why you have to. I understand like music and and, and just the way a life evolves. And you know, you got to make sure that you know you you adapt yourself to the day and age of, of, of how it is versus how it used to be, but right. the closeness, like you said, the cohesiveness, the mm-hmm. the um, the brand of Motown, what mm-hmm. happened? Like, I mean, was it just the move and the fact that it turned into a corporation, or did did everybody kind of feel themselves a little bit too much, where it's just like, okay, I'm, I'm bigger than the name itself, well, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, you definitely have that. I mean... You got to remember too. A lot of them didn't come from, uh, um, let's say, financially they were not where they became. So they didn't have right. any schooling, you know, the, or education to like, hey, how do you deal with success? Mm-hmm. As we see the same thing now, you, you, when you're that young, all of a sudden, next you know, you getting checks coming in. I won't say the amount of checks because. Of course, the, uh, the the amount was different versus what the amount is now, but it was a right. heck of a lot of money for that time, you know. So imagine, um, you know, uh, 21 years old or whatever, and next thing you know, you started coming and you never had any money before, and then next thing you know, you start getting like $200,000 checks, like today's right. standards. You know what I mean? Even though we can, you know that's not rich, rich or at all, but still, mm-hmm. when you got that kind of money in your hands that you've never seen before, you're not thinking about uh, 
taxes or anything like that. You're like, man, I got 200 G's in my pocket. <laughs> I'm about to do the dang thing. <laughs> and so, you know what I mean? I'm keeping it real. So now you have that. The, the, that mentality right there is a whole other thing. Now you have the competitiveness now. Mm-hmm. So it, it still was love there, but you had a competitiveness. Right. So if you're an artist, if you're an A&R person, you're um, a songwriter, a producer, whatever, there's a, the edge of, you know, okay, dang, you know, hmm, Smokey just came with that one, hmm, I got to come with something better. Mm-hmm. So you had that cool rivalry. Some of them really let you know where they stood. <laughs> right. Some of them were very right. vocal. Uh, Norman Whitfield was one of them. You know, he, he was flying it and didn't care. <laughs> you know, then you have some people that were real cool about it, like uh, Dave Ruffin was cool about it. But then, you know, you do feel that air because he came from the South. So mm-hmm. he's never seen that type of money before. So you right. have these things. And, again, they were still cool with it. They were still cool. But then, as you said, later on, you do start feeling yourself, start smelling yourself, and, you know, <laughs> then it, yeah, it, it was what it was, as we know. <laughs> and, and and to me, it, it you know, and, and I'm a music guy. I mean, you know, like I said, mm-hmm. um, I don't have to be born in the 60s to, to appreciate the music from the 60s and 70s or whatever, but I, my my whole deal is, it just seems like that happened every turn of the decade with every either label, groups, yeah. or anything yeah. like that. And to me, it's it's a shame because you would think, like, uh, you know, the newer groups nowadays would have learned from the highs and lows of, of how Motown started and where it began and, and, the, and not dysfunction, but the separation. And, and the, yeah. the bigger it got, the more separate it, it began, became. And you, and you would think people and labels would have been able to be like, okay, well, you know, that was a blueprint. It didn't really, you know, it, it worked because, you know, they, they've gotten massively successful. But at the same right. time, the cohesiveness, like we just talked about, kind of disappears. So we need, to, we need to build a bigger bridge or a better bridge to be able to hold everybody together instead of the other side. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, no doubt. You know, I mean, but something like that, that's once in a lifetime. I mean, I see that. I can't even say a lifetime. I mean, I don't think that's going to ever happen in history, that Motown thing, because you got to look at the the, um, the essence, of, the way it was formed, the birthing process of it. You're looking at the 60s. You're looking at the struggles. You're looking at where the um, racial stuff was going on, the, riot, the riots and all these things. It's like so many things are going on that inspired them to write certain music. And, and they still had that thing called race music, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, where they didn't really play black artists. True. And that's why Very you true. see a lot of, yeah, you know, that's why you see on a lot of the albums you see, you know, our uh, white brothers and sisters on those albums just so they can get the albums in the stores. So, <laughs> Very you true. Know what I mean? so, that is true. Yeah. It's all. It's a big difference from now. Is they don't have that struggle. They don't have that. You know those things. They gonna say whatever they want to say. Back then, you had to be creative, <laughs> very <Right>. creative. <laughs> you know? Do you do you feel like do you feel like the 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 machine of music, not just um, R&B and soul, but you know every genre pretty much. Um, do do you feel like it's 
is going in the right direction, or do you still feel like it's, you know, okay, well, we had 10 steps forward in, 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 in certain decades, and now, you know, it's 2012 now, and maybe we're going five steps back? It is kind of, it is kind of interesting, I must admit. It, it's, um, it's hard to say because some stuff will come through and just shine. Certain songs will come through, some artists will come through and just give you that hope of, ooh, okay, they're bringing it back. Like the neo-soul movement type of feel. It's like, ooh, we're getting back to soul music. Not R&B, right. I'm talking about the soul, like an oldest Redding type of feeling and those real type of cats like that, I mean, and some of the stuff is just like I just have to shake my head because I'm not mad at any artist or anything like that because I'm not going to hate on anybody. Right. However, it's they missing. Like, okay, the, you said the blueprint. The thing is, they mm-hmm. don't go back and study. See, that's the problem with some of these artists. Like MJ, we, as we know, Michael was the greatest artist entertainer. Right. Well, I say entertainer. I mean, that's a strong word, but he deserved that name, uh, that title. He was literally the best entertainer ever lived. Right. And I say that because he hit them all in all areas. You know where he just cha- mm-hmm. he's a game changer. Man, MJ studied. My dad would tell me. He said, "Man, I'm telling you, Michael would sit or stand on the um, the wings of the stage and just watch." and watch um, all these different artists from Jackie Wilson to you know, obviously James Brown and just absorb and whatever he can get. There was no video cameras back then to, you know, like we do now, we put our camcorder or our camera Absolutely. phone. We do, you know, he, in his mind, as a kid, just absorbing, it's like, okay, I see how he did that move. Okay, I see, oh, that was clever. He was just learning. It's like, okay, I got that one. Okay, this person is excellent in this turn. Okay, I'm going to study that. It's studying. These cats now, or women, they don't want to study. Mm-hmm. See, and, and so how can you appreciate or learn from the past to go to the future or, or go beyond yeah. when you don't study? So they're just doing the here and now, and we know a year and a half from now, some of them will be forgotten. Absolutely, and what you said, I, I've been I've been preaching that for a long time. As long as I've been doing radio, is because to me, it's like you you want to study from your peers, and not only just study though, you want to appreciate. Like you said, I've heard the same stories. Young Michael back then would you know he would study James Brown and get excited. You know he yeah. he get excited every time he got on stage so he can watch and he can learn. Yeah. And he can yeah. and, and 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 he had the fortunate opportunity to be able to be in conversations with them, so he was able to hear, he was able to listen when they talked about music. Just the just the the vibe itself that he got from that was was, was the catalyst to what he became, and and yeah. and what he still is as far as a legend in music. Exactly. And, um, and people forget that, man. You're absolutely right. And and it's not, like you said, we're not hating on, on any groups or any artists individually today. It's the fact that not only the artists, but the fan base, the young fans, yeah. don't go back and check their history, too. See? See? Now, look at how many years Michael was who he was for so long. Yep. And, you you know what I mean, make the impact. It's like, okay, if these guys want, really want to make the impact. Study something, study, you know, go back and get it and get it and take it, forget 
this thing, we don't even have 15 minutes of fame anymore. It's what, like, what, two minutes? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and no I ain't knocking it, but come on, brother, you know. It's, exactly. It's after, after uh, I'll say this, the, the, the industry changed after 2001. Yep. I mean, music industry totally changed, and I know that from my perspective, is my royalties and all these other things. It's like, mm-hmm. what just happened? And they blamed it on that other stuff, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like, next thing you know, it's like the tours started getting smaller, or the budget started getting smaller or shorter or whatever. And, you know, cut back, cut back. Next thing you know, skeleton crew at these companies. There was no cohesiveness with the A&R people and the artist or the artist management or the mm-hmm. de- artist development. What the hell is that now? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you mean development? Preach. See, Preach. That was Motown. Motown was a grooming process where you had, yep. thank God for uh, uh, Barry because Mr. Gordy, he had the um, – the hindsight of pulling certain people in where he can bring in a Charlie Atkins and say, okay, Charlie, I need you, since you're a great choreographer, great dancer from that era, I need you to help finesse these, uh, these groups so they can give them some stuff. So he would do his thing. Then he will call, he said, Mr. Gordy will call Mrs. Powell. Ms. Powell, can you help the, the Supremes and the girls how to table etiquette and how to sit down? how to convey a, a real radio mm-hmm. interview or a television interview, how to hold yourself and, and stand there and look upright. All these little things, they don't have that. So that's why you can see these artists right now, they're just wild and loose. Right. And and correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, well, throughout the history, I mean, I, I know there's, you know, there, there's been – certain artists or maybe groups or whatnot that, that ran into the other side of the law. But if memory serves me correct, you have you didn't really hear about a lot of artists really going over to the other side. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they they've all kept a uh a uh, a a pretty quiet uh leash on themselves throughout those uh throughout those days. As opposed to now where it just seemed like every artist has not not every, let me stop that. Like, you know, a good majority has actually uh been in jail at one time or another. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, but then you look at how our media is. It's so much stronger now. Uh, I mean, look at look how fast, unfortunately, you know, how we lost our sister yesterday. Mm, absolutely. Now, imagine something like that 30 years ago. It would have taken longer to spread around, across the world. That's true. Here, within seconds... Next thing you know, bam, the entire world knows. So right. that's the difference between the media and our, our um, not just media, but the, um, technology. So imagine then, okay, if we had the technology back then, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Out there. It, and, and you know what, Dylan, I, I, I see it as a blessing and a curse, too, because you know, it, it it can work it it can work to your advantage, but also it could work to your disadvantage, um, in yeah. a lot of different ways. Um, and, oh, right. and as a and as a group group or a solo artist, it, it it really depends up to you how you want to manipulate it. You know, of course, we want to make sure we stay as you know even and, and and upfront and honest as you possibly can, so those skeletons won't come out of closets that yeah. other people yeah. may hit you with, but. Um, it, it it can be a blessing and a curse, man. Trust me. 
I agree. Oh, I agree, brother. I mean, I'm right there with you. It's just one of those things, you know. And, <laughs> you know, and it's funny because some of the stuff we find out now, like, dang, I didn't know so-and-so did time back in the day. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And you know what? They got a website for it, too. If if you don't know some history about some artist that did time somewhere, there is a website. See? See? see. Dedicated to it. <laughs> man, man, I mean, if they got websites dedicated to where all these celebrity tombstones are, come on. You know, they got it, they got it all. They got oh, everything. You, no doubt. No doubt, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this yeah. is the, this is the, this is the day and age of it all. We have Dilly Gorman of the Originals right here on Branded After Dark, and um, what 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 have you been up to musically? I mean, you know, I, I know I know the Originals as a group is is. Are you still doing music with the group? Uh, you know, let 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 the let the listeners know what you've been up to musically. Well, me musically, um, well, I. Like I told you earlier, uh, being around these guys all my life, my mm-hmm. dad, Stevie, Marvin, all them just absorbing the studio and everything, I just happened to get bitten by that bug also, the writing and producing side. And I've been fortunate to write and produce for Christina Aguilera and uh, arrange and do some stuff for Maya, written for Boys and Men, and um, In Vogue, and Alice Coltrane, uh, John Coltrane's wife. You know, a variety of different elements, um, people in the industry. And um, fortunately, I'm working on my dad's uh, documentary and a full oh, feature cool. film. Yeah, so it was going to be a there's two, one project, but the two sisters, it's like, it's uh, the two projects, but it's all one part of like the documentary where you have actually Diana, you have Barry, uh, Gordy. Smokey, Stevie, all of them talking about that. And mm-hmm. in that, I mean, they all have a rep, Motown repres, um, representation from them all the way up to Michael McDonald. You know, other people that have uh, done some of my dad's stuff, all the way up to Lil Wayne that sampled my dad's stuff and Kanye. Right. So you have that. Then I'll have actually the movie where people will be portraying a lot of these people that were uh, part of my dad's um, walk or journey of life. So Very that, cool. that's why I've been taking yeah, you know, I've been taking time away from the production side to spend time on this, you know, and especially right now the way music is, you have to create your own niche. Right. You know what I mean? Because there's only so many songs. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and we're laughing about the industry and she was asking me how you know, what are you doing? What's going on? I said, Well, I had to stop. And look, look at what I had. It's like you know what? Instead of me trying to chase and try to get uh, songs placed on certain artists, to say it's only so many songs you can get on a Beyonce album. Okay. <laughs> Very true. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so yep. let's say 15. Let's just say 15 and max. I know the high number, but let's say 15. Now if you got 20 cats, <laughs> 20 cats, or yeah. Not even 20,000, mm-hmm. uh, 20, excuse me, 20,000 people with hot songs and got the hookup to her. I ain't talking about the other ones. I'm talking about the direct right. hookup to her. That's right. Still only, it's only a slot for 15 songs. So you got to see what you've been blessed with. It's like, you know, instead of me going the, that direction, let me go around the, 
the, the back door, do something else, and I'm going to do my own thing. And then mm-hmm. once you see I do my own thing, then we can holler later on. Because a lot of those A&R people are gone now. Right. You know, you don't have that creative control like they used to have where they can do stuff and pull you in. So it's like you have to right now do your own thing if yep. you're going to eat. Eat. It, 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 it seems like, especially because when you compare to, you know, everybody's dream or, or goal at one point in time was to get on Motown or, um, mm-hmm. you, know, a, you know, another, another label at, at another time during a certain decade. Now it's kind of like you're, you're forced to be your own boss because the 360 deals are not great from what I hear. Um, just wow. the development, like you said, is not great from what I hear. And it is, I, we, we've been talking about this for a long time. Um, and also the money is not as great as it used to be per se because um, you're, you're only borrowing it, basically. And, and if you don't sell, then you're not going to make any money. It's just like you're taking the loan out. Man, they're giving you a credit card, bro. You got to pay it back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. And there's no doubt. It, man. Trust me. <laughs> with you interest, know? right? Right, Billy? Yeah, with, with interest. interest. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Oh, trust me. There's interest. <laughs> oh, yeah. My, man, I tell you, man, my dad, was, he, was, he would say stuff to me, and I'll see these, like, these royalty statements come in. And I'm like, I didn't understand what a royalty statement was or whatever. So I'm, you know, looking at some of his stuff. I'm a kid, mind you, at this time. Right. At this time, I'm looking at this stuff, this big old stack of papers. I'm like, good Lord. So I'm thinking <laughs> royalties, I mean, you can pay, like, money. This was just right. artist royalties. Man, he said they got everything. You paying for everything plus the toilet paper. Plus, wow. I mean, you didn't, because if you used it, trust me. They go market now. They go market. They'll bill you for it. <laughs> They'll bill you for it. Okay, you know, so and so. At that time, they said you needed some real, real tape. Okay, so they're gonna really do the high markup. So okay, mm-hmm. you needed one. Okay, four guys. Okay, you got four guys in the group. Okay, because okay, Marvin needed a couple for him. So all that's taxed onto you because you're the artist. The artist. There you go. Even, there even you if go. it doesn't make the album. Even if yep. it doesn't make Even the if album. it does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 don't piss off the producer, though. So oh, the head oh. of the producer yeah. and the head of the label class, there goes that album. There you go. <laughs> that will be put on the shelf as quick as, shelf. As, as you don't know what. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and you still paying for that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Let me, let me, ask, you, let me ask you a question because... You, you said you've, you've written for Christina Aguilera, Boys to Men, and more. Um, yeah. I'm going to try to get inside the mind of a, of a writer uh, when you write okay. for other artists. Now, mm-hmm. what, what steps do you take? Do you think, okay, well, you know, okay, Maya, you know, you, you mm-hmm. kind of listen to her mm-hmm. voice and hear mm-hmm. how she sounds, and, okay, let me go ahead and close the room and block it off, and let me just go ahead and get in my lane and, and, and write something that would benefit Maya. Like, what, what's the approach that you, that you take when you actually start writing music for others? Well, it depends because it depends on sometimes how the project is brought to you. Okay. You know, okay, perfect example, like what, uh, Maya. Uh, she started calling me when she heard the stuff that I did for Christina. 
And okay. we all were at the same recording studio also. I would see her every day. But when she heard what I did, she was like, okay, I need you to do what you did for me, you know, for what you did for Christina. I want you to do that thing on my stuff. So it's a little different because that was more of um, for Maya. I was uh, doing her live production stuff. So that was okay. my producing skills, more so just the writing side because her stuff was already done. I just enhanced her live performance. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, making it more, you know, just more impactful, doing other things. But going back to the writing side, like with Christina, when you're listening to the artist, see, that's the difference of the blessing of when you're hands-on with the artist versus right. an A&R trying to interpret what they want, what the artist wants. And some of these A&R people don't know anything about music. They have been blessed and positioned because somebody else they have favor with put them in a position. Put them in that position, exactly. Come on. You feel me? So they don't have the essence of, okay, I know what this person loves. You know, they're like, oh, I guess I love them. Okay, well, you put me in a position, okay, I got my own business cards, I got my own desk, I got a secretary. I'm just keeping it real. And then next thing you know, they got they get big headed, and you know they start feeling themselves, and they haven't done not near, not sold not near record. Right. <laughs> as a, you know, as an A&R person, but now they're telling the artist what they really want. I mean, what they need, but not listening to the artist. Mm-hmm. So I've been forced to be right there with uh, Christina and just listening from her mouth. It's like I need this. This is what I need. I can't do this. So-and-so made me sound like this. I can't do that. And when you start seeing it and start seeing the eyes and the eyes, like the tears blowing up in the eyes and the passion behind it, it's like, okay, right. I got this. I got yep. this. See? And, and, that's, and, the and that's the definition of music, though, right, Dylan? Like when you do get that feeling, that feeling that you have when, like you said, Ooh. that you hear that passion in their voice, the tears that come Ooh. down their eyes, that, that love for yeah. it all, that's, that defines music yeah. right there. That's what music yeah. means. That's the connection. That's what they want. That's going to pull something out of them to make them greater, to perform better. Absolutely. See, what versus me just slapping the song, okay, here it is, bam. It's like, no, I want to know what do you want. Exactly. I can sit here at exactly. my piano all day, all night, come on with stuff. It just might not be right for you. Yeah. You know? Same thing with Boy yeah, it's, it's funny like, how you. It's funny how you actually did work for Maya because I was actually – on YouTube earlier this earlier this afternoon and I was watching a couple of videos that she had and you know Maya's one of those one of those most underrated singers that that I think that we actually have to this day cuz she's amazing and not only that like the the video the my love is like whoa um yeah, and yeah. just just her dancing on that man was just yeah. amazing bro like she yeah. was I, you know, yeah. I, and I forgot that. Like, I was listening, I was because you know I'm always a big Maya fan, and I, you know, sometimes I tend to go back and I watch classic videos or whatever songs mm-hmm, and whatnot, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. just being able to, and I'm like, man, I'm just watching her dance, and I'm like, damn, like, man, she got it, she got, she got it. it, yeah, triple threat. She's a great actress, no also. Yep, great, it just underrated, and and it's, it's unfortunate because she. My, I mean, that was it. That was her last big song right there. Yep. You know, and it's like, uh, you know, industry stuff. <laughs> and, 
and, and, and on top of that, Dylan, the video was real creative too. Like you know, what I'm saying when you look at that, the video was creative. It was just, I mean, it, it just it just took to her strength, and she just ran with. So you know, if you ever talk to her, man, just tell her that branded after dark says, you know, the radio station out here, and when we do it, just, man, she's amazing. So, you know, I, yeah. I would love to be able to have the opportunity to let her know that. So just definitely. let her I'll, know I'll, for me. Yeah, I'll reach out to her definitely, man. She would love to uh, definitely hear that, especially all that she put in that video because you know, she was so excited when that bad boy debuted. She, she was like, I got something that's going to change the game. I got something that's, oh, she was just so excited for me to yeah. see that visually from her. And, and, you know, from her seeing it in front of me and then see it portrayed on the video, I was like, wow, go ahead, sister, go ahead. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> Crazy, and people yeah. can check out, people can go check out the website that Mr. Dylan has. Go to www.dylangorman.com. This is Branded After Dark with Dylan Gorman, the originals. And um, one one thing that I that I got to tell you that I didn't get a chance to, and, and, and the, the way I hear you talk about your dad with, so much passion in the project that you're working, um, you know, on his behalf as well. Like, you know, just just you growing up into the into the group and the Motown family. Like, you know, it it and 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 we was talking about you know our our, our sister Whitney Houston's passing last night, and and I want to actually get your your thoughts about just Whitney Houston, the singer, and and what she's meant to you in this music business. Man, that. That one, it's hard. I'm still grieving because once I got I got the news yesterday, I was having lunch, um, getting ready for my concert last night, and once it was confirmed, I'm reaching out, you know, to all my friends, and I reached out to her, um, her cousin, uh, Damon Elliott, uh, Dion Warwick's um, son. Mm-hmm. And you know, it just—it was just so, so shocking. It's like, uh, it was like, it's overwhelming. Just like all of us, it's like, can't be, hell no. <laughs> yeah. You know, y'all check the facts, get it straight. Don't come back with this. This stuff is not funny. You, you know, please don't put that out there like that. Then when it was confirmed, mm-hmm. it's like, wow. So I'm still trying to understand this and trying to grieve right now and it's like okay this if this is it this is it okay wow it touches me because i wrote a phenomenal song for her i mean one one of the songs that everybody has heard it they said that is her song because it was a testimony song and it was so powerful and the chord changes and all that kind of stuff and the arrangement the strings and all that stuff i got it to her but it was too late there he put right. the last album out. And I was like, oh, gosh. So when she passed right now, you know what I mean? It's like, that's it. The secret mm-hmm. and not, she can't do the song. Yeah. And it's like, why? It was so, when I say tailor-made, brother, I'm talking about shoelaced, <laughs> you know, mm. where it's just like, ooh. Yeah. It was her testimony. But it's just unfortunate because of industry stuff, I um, couldn't pull it off. But right. that really, it really hurts from that point of view, and it hurts knowing her family, and I know the the hurt of a love, uh, losing a loved one, you know. And this one right. happened to be a very well known loved one, mm-hmm. you know. And you can't even grieve privately because everybody in the world knows who she is. Right. So the family member, you know what I mean. You know how that is. No doubt. 
Absolutely. So, and like, like with Bobby, you know, I reached out to him and everything, but it's like I just sent, you know, told him he got my prayers because he and I are born on the same day, just a, a year apart. So we okay. always laugh about, you know, February 5th. We just laugh like, ha, ha, ha. But I right. let him know, you know, hey, praying for you. I'm interceding for you and the family. Handle your business. We'll talk soon. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, hard. You, it's harder. Absolutely. And, and and what can you really say at, at times like this? It's kind of like, you know, the whole the whole world is sharing the grief. And, you know, you, you really don't know what to say, but you know what you can play. And, and I and yeah. I think that's what that's what we want to try to do and continue to do is you know she hands down Dylan you know she best to ever do it best to ever oh. do it <laughs> that's another game changer you know yep. and the blessing about she had Clive Davis even though somebody else she could have had anybody but Clive is one of the last real true um, uh, music executive. I mean, Last of a dying breed. Last of a dying breed. Come on. See, we're, we're, talking about, we're talking about Mr. Gordy earlier about getting these things to put uh, certain people with certain artists, all that kind of stuff. That development, Clive is like that. That's why he would get the best. Tommy Matola, same word, because they were cut uh, from that same cloth. Man, mm-hmm. after Clive, I'm sorry, I don't. it's hard to see... I can't even name another executive, you know. So when Clyde saw the, the high fight, he's like, my God, I hear this angel. Oh, I know who. Let me call, you know, blah, blah, blah. Let me get Nard and Michael right. Walter. Let me do this, blah, blah, blah. Let me blah. So the timing, that was her time, and she mm-hmm. reigned for years. No doubt. So she most definitely a diva. And I don't care what yeah. people, I don't care what you have, the issues of your private life, you right. earned. <laughs> you earned it. We all got issues. So, like, you were talking no about stuff in the closet. Your yep. stuff is out. Hers is magnified, but she's still a person like the rest of us. Yep. So, and, and to me, when, when it comes to a mu- musician, like, what you said, it's like her private life is her private life. Like, people want to get in people's business for whatever reason. That's just... You know the curiosity. I said this last night. The curiosity of a of a human being. Sometimes that happens. You know, human beings do that. They want to know what something else is going on, or who's doing what and why and stuff like that. But when it comes to a musician, like to me, yeah. I, private life, I can care less. You know, your yeah. music is the one that's going to reign supreme. I just hope and pray that you know you stay solid and 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 that you can weather storms and 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 do what we do on a regular basis you know what i mean because not just the musician goes through that we all go through it as human beings if you want if you want to spotlight or not and yeah and i think and i think that um you know with whitney houston it, it it was the 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 best thing that she ever gave us was the fact that she gave us a god given talent to the world she could have kept it herself she sure could have she sure could have. She could have yep. kept her right in church and like, you know what, that's it. I'm good yep. here. I'm comfortable. Yep. And there, there's so many. It's funny you said that because my dad would tell me about stuff, like certain artists back in the day, that never, that could out sing all. He said, man, this cat so-and-so from down the block and blah, blah, blah. Man, he out sing all of us. I'm talking about Smokey, Marvin, blah, blah, blah. He's in <laughs> 
So they all grew up together. You know what I mean? Right. I'm like, so my mom was dropping. I'm like, hold on, how can you say that about your boys? You know? Right. <laughs> man, they will tell you too, man, them cats over here, was how I say all with it. I mean, it's crazy. So, matter of fact, oh gosh, you just brought something up. <laughs> I think my dad was It is, it is funny that book. you mentioned that, though, because you got to think about it, Dylan. Like, you know, your, your block consists of Smokey, Marvin. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like, oh, wow, oh, that's, oh, that's oh, 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 it, it goes on, man. It goes, you know, my dad was a mailman that delivered to the Supreme, so that he was their mailman. So, man, that's you, what I'm saying, dude. Like, you know, what what block that was on? Because I wanted, man, I wish I was a fly in that block, like, oh, you know what I mean? Man, Smokey and Marvin and. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your pops, I mean, yeah. come on, man. Like, that's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I want to live oh, there. Yeah. Well, it's funny, it's funny you say that. You know, this is during the beginning time of Motown, and my dad was like, you know, okay, let me bring so-and-so. He was a great bass singer. He said, let me bring him over to uh, have uh, Mr. Gordy hear him. So my dad mm-hmm. brings him to cat Like, I'll sing a whole bunch of people. I mean, I'll sing them. He bring them right to the uh, to his bill, man. They just freeze up. Mm. When I say not mm. there, no come out their mouth. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, dude, we just run down the block, man. You was drinking up, <laughs> sipping on, you know, that southern stuff, <laughs> and you think I seen everybody. You come over here and come on, uh, stage fright, <laughs> you know. And pops was pissed. He's like. You serious? I just made a, a, a meeting for you. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. So I, I wow. say that jokingly, but she could have been one of them. Right. You know, our girl could have been just like, like, no, I'm good. I, and my shell, like my shell the way it is, you know. Mm-hmm. But no, you, you couldn't deny that. She had to let, that thing that was in her was bigger than her. That was Agreed. part of her calling to bring people yep. together, uh, you know, because she did it. I mean, you could go wrong. She had the great look. She had, mm-hmm. she was marketable in every area, every area. I mean, that's and, and, exactly and Dylan. Mm-hmm. And Dylan, she didn't have to. She didn't have to dress down the next to nothing to win. You know what I mean? Like she didn't have to do that. Come on, don't get me started. Man. <laughs> you feel me? Uh, you feel there's me? a thing called talent. <laughs> No doubt. Talent. No doubt. And Dylan, check it out. The the thing about and, and listening to you talk so passionately about the memories, not just of your pops and you know, and, yeah. and the, the Motown block that you lived in. Yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. hearing that is inspiring. You know why? Because, you know, that that's something that I could I could relate to and I long for nowadays in music because, you know, you 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 was born into the into it and you have it in your dna and that mm-hmm. music being a music historian and appreciating that art will bring yeah. that passion out of you every time you talk and and that's what i that i want these young people and the people that hasn't checked their history to really do is check their history and understand exactly where his music the passion of music came from man okay you just brought some up in our in the original, um, as I joined the group and everything, there's a part that uh-huh. I do. Um, I uh, we close out with Baby I'm for Real, and I broke the I changed the um, the arrangements. So after we do the actual song, then we break it down. 
And I break it down, and I tell the people, I'll say, you know what? I thank you for keeping real music alive. And they clap, and I say, no, 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 you don't understand. And then I give them history. I say, okay, I've written for all these people just like I mentioned to you. Mm -hmm. I've done all these other things for these people. But I said, this right here, this music here, that's what, this is so big. This is real music. That's why you hear these songs in movies, commercials, I mean, yep. a whole bunch of other things, people sampling it. And then I broke it down. I said, okay, I'm a product of this. And I'm telling them, I said, you know, my dad, I said, I'm the son of the late, great Freddie Gorman of the originals. And they're like, they're clapping. Getting, I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. This guy was a mailman, a regular mm. Joe Blow mailman, that mm. happened to co-write Motown's very first number one pop hit, Please, Mr. Postman, written, I mean, mm. recorded by the Marvelettes, the Beatles, the Carpenters, yep. all the way up to this point where Katy Perry is, does it on her live shows. Even Lil Wayne has sampled it. I'm like, come on. That's real music. Mm -hmm. Amen. <laughs> they go crazy, man. And because it's history, I'm educating them. And that's, that's what we need. need. Like, see, that's what we need. That's my thing. That's we my need passion. A whole lot more of it, man. We need a whole lot more of it, and 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 it, it's in body of you, Dylan Gorman. Go to www.dylangorman.com. Branded after dark. Um, I'm gonna before we let you go. I'm gonna actually uh, let you talk to this guy who you know basically is 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 a good, 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 solid guy who put not just this together, but a lot of things. We gotta welcome Mr. KG Kevin Gray into the house tonight on Branded After Dark. What's up, man? Kevin, where you at? Hello? <laughs> yo, yo, what's up? What's up? What's up, what's up you? Kevin, man? It's good, bro. Yo, what's man, going on, man? Giving, this, giving them a history, man. A real music, brother. <laughs> this is what I do, brother. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. No. No doubt, no doubt. Now, 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 Dylan, do you got a Twitter? You got a, a lot of people asking questions, you know, emails and stuff like that. Like, ask Dylan, do they have Twitter? Like, they all got your website, you know, and I'm going to keep saying it. Go to www.dylangorman.com, but you got Twitter, Facebook, what you got, man? Let, let, let the listeners know. Yeah, they can hit me up definitely. I have a Twitter on there, man, but, you know, keep it real with you. Man, that's the... <laughs> 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 yeah, interpret that one. <laughs> you already know. Man. Hey, go, you go, you go, you going to be like Hammer can't touch that one, right? You ain't, not, not yet. Bro, it, it, not it, yet. It, it, I, no, it's just too much. I was like, it just takes too much out of my time. But I definitely, um, you can hit me up on uh, Facebook, uh, just type uh, um, D-I-L-L-O-N. F R E D at Fred Dylan Fred Gorman G O R M A N. You can't miss me. I'm I'm live in action. <laughs> and live and direct. Can, come on, brother. I'm right there. Trust me. And you got a lot of history <laughs> on there, also. <laughs> so yeah, I'm there, man. You can't miss me, man. So there you go. And on the website, I gotta make sure. I gotta make sure I attach your, uh, you know, my Facebook to yours. So we gotta we gotta definitely cool. link up and um. Cool. And not, not only do I want to, I want to thank you not just uh, for coming on and hanging out with me and, and, and sharing history, but you know I just want to let you know that I mean you make history in a world where 
you know, of course, radio stations, online stations, mainstream stations, uh, you know, the, the heart is, is, is being, you know, ripped out from it. There's really no heart in radio nowadays. You know, having oh. somebody of your stature to come and hang out and talk real history, real music history, means a lot to a lot of these fans listening out here, man. So I just wanted to let you know that from the bottom of my heart and from the bottom of theirs, I definitely want to appreciate you and thank you for uh, for, for for keeping history alive. Man, I, it's my pleasure, man. I'm, I I was not one for in history back in school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, you know, studying history. I was like, oh Lord, maybe because <laughs> everything I was learning was you know everything was so great about other ethnicities. Right. <laughs> but when it came to us, we were just slaves. No well, doubt. Hell no, I doubt. don't want no history. <laughs> yeah, I'm black, black. Oh, are you serious? Oh man, we gotta go. We gotta go rehash that again. Are you serious? You, you, like, yeah, I'm on. keeping it real. I'm yeah, me real. too. I felt the same <laughs> way. No doubt. I was like, oh, but now with this, and as you're saying, as far as being a product of it and all that kind of stuff, offspring, it, 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 I have passion. I mean, deep in my heart, my soul, that I want to educate and inspire. That's what the. Um, my dad's documentary is really about to inspire mm. other people, whatever it is that you do. You know, my dad just happened to be a songwriter and happened to be a singer, you know, mm. and most of his songwriting stuff was, that's where he had most of his money from, the songwriting versus the singing, but right. you just never know what might cut, just take off. You know, mm. so my thing is if you're a saxophone player, my dad was a saxophone player, you know, I mean, he did all these things. You just never know. Just work it. So that's what this whole uh, documentary about. Just inspire you to, you know, yeah, this Joe, regular Joe Blow. We ain't talking about right. Superman. We're talking about a Joe Blow, mm-hmm. just, you know. And that's what it's like, man, you could be that person too. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so that's what it's all about, man. So I'm, I want to definitely tag team with you on that uh, to inspire the younger uh, generation and people, I don't care what age they are, you still have it. You're still breathing. You still have something to offer the world. Mm-hmm. Wisdom, knowledge, understanding. You know, I love hanging out with elderly people because they have some stories, man. Man, yeah, it, man, it. who are you telling? <laughs> man, my grandma before she passed, like she had, she had stories on top of stories, man. And it, it, it was always a good feeling to just be able to. I mean, you know, you talk about inspiration. Anytime you hear history from somebody that's older than you that knows more than you, and you're and you can be able to sit down and soak that in, come on, man. I mean that that's from anybody. It don't have to be a relative. It could be a stranger from the block. Exactly, man. Oh man, check this out. One last one. You just brought up something. Last night we're um, I kid you not. Friday night we just got off stage mm-hmm. and everything. Um, we're in our dressing room and uh, Sam. Uh, I believe of the impressions. He comes back in our dressing room. We, you know, one he's one of the founders of the impressions, Curtis Mayfield group. He comes mm-hmm. back and he said, "Man, I want to thank y'all, man. Y'all still got it." And he'll tell Uncle Hank, uh, who's the last living original member in the group now. And right. he'll tell. He said, "Man, I remember you guys, man. We was all in New York, and we was, it was uh, the originals, the Supremes, the impressions." Man, and y'all lit that stage on fire, man. And so was, he's like, I saw Diana's eyes look up and her eyes, well, her eyes are already big, but she was like, just in dismay, like, wow. And, yep. you know, I'm hearing this from another person, 
that he didn't have to say nothing. He's like, man, I'll never forget that show. I'm listening to this history. I'm like, wow, that is amazing. He didn't have to do that. He could have kept on walking. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, but but he stayed and and, and he felt that energy, man. I mean, you know, again, people people tend to forget the power of music, man. The power of music is is a wonderful thing. Wonderful. Showing up, showing up. Hey, Richard Rodgers right. was there some, uh, last night too. Richard wow. Shaft himself. Wow. <laughs> he came back there and was just blown away, and I blew his mind. I go, I go, Richard. I said, you know, when you walk in the movie, when you have the Apollo marquee behind you, when you're walking down the boulevard, he's like, yeah. I said, you look at that marquee. It says the originals right behind you. He's like, what? <laughs> that is what's up, man. That is what's up. Beautiful, man. Make sure you come back and hang out with me anytime you want, man. And, and again, it's it's an honor to be on in, in the same radio airspace and 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 many many more blessings. And I'll be at you on Facebook. I'm about to I'm about to send you a nice friend friend, requ- uh, friend request right now too. So make sure you hit me up and and, and let's get it in, man. Keep doing what you do. Oh, bro, I'm down. Just call me for anything. You got it, my man. I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate it. You. That, hey, I appreciate you, man. Uh, hey, it's all love, man. You, you know we got we got to make sure we keep we keep real music going. So we are gonna do what we can. Real man, music, let's do it, man. not only that, Dylan. Real music and real music interviews. How about that? <laughs> hey, and I and I got some stuff up my sleeve for you, brother. It's gonna blow you away. Not just right. musically, but I'm talking about my connection with this other thing, this other project I got going on. That's gold. It has something to deal with what you were talking about, people down the block, living down the block. Yes, yes sir. Okay. I'm going to leave it Let's just like it. that. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> we got it, man. Much love, Thanks, Dylan, man. man. Appreciate you it. You too. Stay up, Likewise, man. That man. is Dylan Gorman of the Originals. That's history right there, people. Stay tuned. We got another three rounds of music.